Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Planning with Wellness. This is your host, Jose Villanueva. So I want to dive right into what we're going to talk about today. It's mental health, finding your voice to tell your truth. In my last segment, I spoke about my journey and my truth and what this would mean for me in being able to not only support my mental health status and stability, but hoping that it reached out to any one of you to help you understand that it is okay to feel the way you do, be where you're at in the space that you're in, and then also begin feeling braver, I guess for lack of a better word, to begin making sense of the story and the journey and sharing it with others in a way that is safe for you, healthy for you, and understandable for others to begin learning how to communicate better with any one of us, right? I spoke a lot about the definition to what mental health is and how others in societies uh, in different platforms define it and what they introduce into society um, and the impact that that has on us being able to communicate our story to others. So in knowing that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for any one of us to develop a voice, right? How do I find my voice to even, how do I find the courage to even look for a voice within me to begin sharing this story of mine and my journey with others, right? That all begins with us, right? It begins with our ability to just accept the fact that there is nothing wrong with us. There is just an experience that we're going through and that we need to make amends with ourselves in order to be able to move forward in life in a very, very positive way. This will include a lot of different areas that we'll have to tap into that will feel scary um, and uncomfortable but absolutely necessary. If we are looking to heal, if we are looking to grow, if we are looking to move forward, right? It's, it's, it's part of the restructuring in our status, right? It's, it's the development of healthy lifestyles and, and understanding what that means, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, we spoke about the different norms, that society has imposed on us as a result of the pandemic. And I hate to continue bringing that up, but that is a very real reality. And I feel that unless we address that um, and understand where society is now, the direction that it's moving in and what it's imposed on us as norms, um, and as a result of the different losses, which we spoke about as well, we won't be able to restructure our statuses. We won't be able to restructure our perception, our, our, our health, overall, our wellness, right? So let's just dive right into it. You know, what does restructuring mean? Restructuring, I guess, the definition by dictionary is to rebuild, right? Or, or mend what is broken. However, Restructuring can also mean 
to redesign. You don't necessarily have to fix anything if it's not broken. And one of the one of the things that are constantly imposed on individuals like ourselves who are dealing with mental health is that we're broken. There's something wrong with us. And I I just can't emphasize enough the importance of any one of us to understand that there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. There is we're not broken. Um what what we are is experiencing a reality that's very different from others in the world. And these experiences that that we are going through um allow us to see life in a very different way, allow us to feel life in a very different way and interact with others in a very different way. It's kind of like seeing life through a different lens, right? How boring would the world be if we all saw and felt the same thing throughout life, right? It's like living in a gray world without any color. I, at least that's how I like to look for it. It makes my day go by. Um just to know that I'm a little bit different from everyone else and I see things just a little bit differently which makes me special. And that for me is a positive affirmation that I carry through and through each and every day because um that's also part of the restructuring. It's the positive affirmations. But restructuring your status, your mental status, right? It's just redesigning how you are perceiving things so that you are able to also better communicate with others and have a better understanding about how others who are interacting with us in our life at any capacity, whether they're personal relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, families and with others in the community having a clear understanding about what their understanding is in terms of individuals like us and even gaining a better understanding about they themselves a lot of times we're just constantly placing the focus on us and not realizing that we're not the only ones we are not alone in this and i can't stress that fact enough we are not alone in this there are so many hundreds of thousands if not millions of others around the world who are going through the same thing mental health is global it's not specific to the united states it's not specific to any one particular population it is specific to anyone who has experienced any traumatic experiences in their life whether they are disasters whether they are natural born whether they have been through abuses and traumas it doesn't matter mental health develops over time and left unattended like any other condition like like diabetes like cancer like the common cold anything left unattended just continues to get worse and makes us unhealthy which makes it impossible for us to develop that healthy lifestyle right let's talk about lifestyles i think everyone has a different definition of lifestyle i think that everyone um as a result of having different definitions of lifestyles tend to form cliques within societies and this is where stigmas are created here are where the myths about mental health um or emotional statuses begin developing and become defined which then become norms in society 
right? So where do we fit in all of this, in the mix of things? How do we stand out from the rest and say, hey, because of your lifestyle, here is one of the reasons why perhaps you and I are not communicating correctly, appropriately, or just in an overall healthy way for us to just begin moving forward, right? So lifestyles include a lot of different things. They include the way we uh, live our, our day from day to day, the different habits that we form in a day because of the lifestyle we are trying to choose. So say, for example, someone who is a health fanatic, right? And loves to work out, needs to eat healthy, and just needs to include um, very healthy activities in their life, right? So some of those habits will include perhaps getting up in the morning and, you know, showering, shaving, you name it, and then having a very healthy breakfast to then begin a workout regimen, then get ready for work, then during lunch, have a healthy uh, lunch, perhaps do some more workout, come home, get some rest at a proper hour, and then get up and do it all over again, right? No drinking, no smoking, no drugs, just a healthy lifestyle, right? According to how they would like to live, being physically fit, right? Because we're talking about someone who is a health fanatic and physical fitness. So just like that lifestyle, there are so many others in life, right? Some of us also live a lifestyle that includes eating Burger Kings and McDonald's and pizza and hamburgers and lots of soda, candy, no exercise. Let's just sit back, do some Netflix and and Amazon Prime. And those are my favorites, by the way. Um, And then just, you know, get up, go to work, do nothing absolutely um, strenuous or physically active, and then come home, get to sleep when I can, maybe have a few drinks, smoke a spliff, um, marijuana, of course, um, and then go to bed whenever I feel like it, get up extremely exhausted, but do it all over again tomorrow. That is a very real lifestyle for many people. So just like those two examples that I gave, I want all of you to just think about the lifestyle you're currently leading and examine that. Where am I at with that? And how does that lifestyle coincide with a goal that I'm trying to achieve right now in my life in terms of being able to express my story and my journey with anyone in a way that is healthy, first and foremost for me, but then healthy and understandable for anyone else that I come in contact with, right? In, in lieu of Pride Month, right? This is June, so it's Pride, but happy Pride, everyone. Um, you know, it's, it's understanding sexual orientations, sexual definitions, relationships, um, you know, uh, walks of life. These are all also lifestyles that need to be taken into consideration. You know, we don't want to also exclude cultural differences. And while, you know, uh, lifestyles can differ from culture to culture, there is one particular culture that is common internationally, and that is 
mental health, our mental well-being, our statuses, even physical health, emotional health, financial statuses, uh, socioeconomic statuses. That is basically almost all the same across the board internationally, right? So it's understanding that because of these different dynamics, they they also play a part in the lifestyle that we are trying to develop, right? There are many cultural differences and because of religions and traditions and cultural beliefs, those particular areas um, in any one of our lives can make all the world of a difference in how we move forward in life, determining what is the best approach to develop that voice, right? Because you may be in Finland, you may be in France, you may be somewhere overseas. I am over here in the United States. Someone may be in South America, someone may be in Asia. And while we all may be suffering the same experience with mental health, because of multiple lifestyles and different cultural and traditional backgrounds and orientations and lifestyles, our approaches to this one common thing we have, which is mental health, can differ, right? So let's not forget those things when we're trying to find our voice because it's important to know that so that you're able to find the voice that is yours. It's, It's as a result of those things that we need to also gain a better understanding about social norms. You know, let, let's get back to that pandemic. I, I kept saying that, you know, I hate bringing it up, but it is a it is a reality that the world right now is experiencing. There's a new social norm in any part, in every part of the world, by the way. Um, people lost their jobs, people lost family members, people lost pets, homes, finances, you know, just, there was loss across the board at a capacity where it was so overwhelming that individuals and, and including myself found themselves desensitizing right to to loss to 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 the different losses whether it was family whether it was financial whether it was societal there was just a whole array of losses that it was just so much people just said, I can't anymore, right? Where do we begin the healing process in that and coming to terms with that that may have played a major role in our mental health status? And where do we begin restructuring? Where do, where do we start... Um, becoming more approachable with ourselves so that we are not in denial of what just occurred, how this has impacted us, and how can I even begin the development of a healthy lifestyle, right? For myself, I know that I did suffer uh, family losses. I lost my biological dad and I lost my stepfather um, who raised me all my life since I was two years old. Um, but I was close with both of them and they died two weeks apart from each other during the pandemic, uh, and both dying of the same thing. Right. So I dealt with that lost and that's been a very trying, um, 
circumstance and process for me. But I have been trying to work through that. And I know that there are many others out there who can identify with with, with my story in this particular aspect. I also lost my job. Um, not for any other reason other than I was in the health field. And, um, you know, it was it was a very risky situation for any one of us. We, we didn't have very much information about Corona, the, the pandemic, the public health concerns. It was just stay at home. You know, if you do, you know, kudos to the RNs and the other healthcare workers who did stay. There were many who lost their lives in the process. Others survived. And basically there were many others who left, right? Because of the fear that surrounded all of this. I was one of them. Um, so what, what did I do, right? I began planning with wellness. I needed to start a new career. Uh, took on like part-time jobs that were outside of my uh, career development, my career goals, and just my actual career portfolio. I needed to survive. I needed to make sure home was okay. I needed to make sure at the end of the day, the bills were paid, right? Um, and thankfully, you know, with the support of... Um, the people in, in my life, uh, in my immediate circle, uh, my home and, and my husband and my family, um, we were all able to just stick together and get through this. But in hindsight, I was also able to see how each of us individually were impacted by this loss, right? It, 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 how do you make sense of that? It's hard and it just happened. So it's going to take some time. So in this process, it's it was me coming to a realization, right? And that's what I encourage each and every one of you. In finding your voice, you'll need to get to that space where you're not trying to make complete sense of what just happened and any of these losses and how it's impacted our mental health and our status and our inability to communicate anything to anyone. But it will start the process of us being able to become more aware of the world around us today, right? So as a result of that, we are now wearing masks all the time. And it's come to a point now where, you know, there's medication, there is, you know, continued, you're hearing about continued infections, but no one is dying at an alarming rate. Right? So that raises a lot of different questions, but that's for another show, right? These, these all, this all has impacted the perception, right? Of our reality um, and how we are viewing others and, and situations, you know, in life, of how we are seeing things, you know, even in relationships. Again, we're not the only ones that went through this process. We are not the only ones that went through anything remotely by ourselves during this 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 pandemic, this this loss, this this entirely new social norm. Whomever we are involved with in our lives, personally, romantically, uh, professionally, and with others in the community, they all experience the same thing. Which is why I can't emphasize enough that we are not alone, right? In relationships. You know, with perceptions and, and 
and alternate realities, you know. Um, that is something we're going to touch on in part two of this episode. But I quickly want to introduce that as a result of this impacting our perception and reality, you know, a lot has happened with intimate relationships, with personal relationships, you know, romantic relationships, um, and even just with friendships and, and, and others that we work with and others in the community that we deal with, you know, how we understand their behavior, um, understanding that we have to pay attention to that because we may be accusing others of things that may not even be real um, as a result of our, our direct fears and um, concerns with, with uh, just how we are dealing with these different losses and, and new social norms and, and our understanding of, of where we are at today. And we're going to dive deeper into that um, because that is a very real situation that is occurring right now in this country and around the world that is tearing relationships apart, right? So how do we find a voice? Where do we begin, right? First and foremost, do not ignore yourself or your needs. Be real with the other person that you're sharing your story and your journey with about what your needs are, what you're going through, how you are understanding and perceiving how they are treating you, how they are communicating with you. And this needs to be done in a way that it doesn't become explosive. We are being selfless, right? In that instance. And yes, we can become selfish because we're scared. And in this process, we try to manipulate others to control what we feel is out of control. And this is all done out of fear. But if we can begin a selfless process, right? Let's take ourselves out of the situation first and hear what the other person has to say. And believe that what they are saying is exactly how they are understanding things. That is where it all begins being patient, being selfless, asking the other person that potentially our behaviors and the, the conflict that we're going through internally is affecting them and how how it is that they are experiencing what's happening in the current situation. How are they perceiving what is happening? You know, above all of this, before we be, even begin any of this process, we need to understand one very, very important thing. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to be able to have patience with ourselves and forgive ourselves. If we cannot do that, we will not be able to do that with anyone else. Why? Because we won't know how to. If you do not know how to do that with you, and it's not an easy process, by the way, it is going to be one of the hardest pills you'll ever have to swallow or chew on for that matter. Um, because when you're forgiving yourself, you are looking yourself at the mirror and you are talking to you and only you know your truth, your story, your journey, and where it has led you and in your interaction with others and situations we may have caused. 
and us being able to be real and honest about that with ourselves and forgive ourselves so that we are able to be selfless with others when they're saying, hey, you hurt me too. And here's how this made me feel. Being able to sit with that, it's easier said than done. But part of this process also means that we're educating ourselves. You know, we can listen to as many podcasts as we want. We can go to as many social platforms as we want, listen to the news, read as many magazines and books as we can. But if we're not searching for the right things to educate ourselves on, then it is pointless in being able to look for a voice to be able to communicate to others about what we clearly understand. Because we can't clearly communicate anything that we clearly understand if we're not educated on it. So I urge all of you, educate yourself. Educate yourself on your experiences, what you're, what you're feeling, um, and how to move forward and deal with them in very helpful and resourceful ways that are safe for you and for others. You know, sitting with your fear, but continue to move forward, right? That's kind of scary too. Being patient with others, that's kind of scary too, because a lot of us are always on the defense, but so are they. And I've learned that in my process, right? So it's give a little, take a little, right? But most importantly, in educating ourselves and sitting with our fears and moving forward and being patient with others and being able to forgive ourselves and situations, we also need to pace ourselves, right? A lot of us are quick. We want to move. We want to, we want this to happen yesterday. I wish it could happen yesterday, um, but I've learned the power of patience. I'm learning the power of patience. I'm still working on that, but because it, it's it's easier said than done. It's not an easy thing. But slow down. Don't move out of fear. Trust yourself. Trust that you're able to do this. Trust that you're able to uh, believe in the process that you're putting and working on, that you're putting yourself through and working on. Be able to pace yourself in a way that's comfortable for you and not for anyone else, right? Because a lot of times, like I mentioned in my last podcast, we're doing things to make others feel comfortable. We're doing things to make sure that things are okay. And that's when the conversation that we give to others sounds like, nope, I'm fine. Everything is okay. There's no problem at all. And we haven't spoken our truth. And we've muffled our voice once again. Right? Be kind to yourself. It's okay to be okay to you. It's okay to be nice to you. We don't have to beat ourselves up anymore. We don't. And we don't have, and because of that, and if we're able to do that, we won't allow others to do that to us. Right? So my parting words to all of you is, be kind to yourself. It's okay. Be brave. Find the courage to begin looking at ways that you can define your status, restructure it, develop a healthy lifestyle that works for you, right? Understand the social norms in which we are living in across the board and what that means for you and the redevelopment of a new lifestyle right? Seeing where this has all taken us, 
through the experiences that we've all gone through in these last couple of years, trying to make sense of it. We don't need to define it, but at least try to make sense of it. Understanding that these have led to different alternative perceptions and realities for us and how they've impacted us. Don't ignore yourself or your needs. Be real with others about what they are. Be selfless. Hear the other person. Sit with it. Understand them just like you're asking them to understand you. I want to thank each and every one of you again today for sitting with me and hearing part one of mental health, finding your voice to tell your truth. This is your host, Jose Villanueva. Thank you for listening. And if I reached one person, all is well. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you.